yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty terrible Matthew McConaughey. So he's not here, but I am. I'm Dr. Byron Poindexter, and uh, I am welcoming you, Plastic Surgery Nation, to this, our initial podcast. Uh, I welcome you on behalf of myself and my partners, Dr. George Weston, Dr. Robert Siegel, Dr. Christopher Knotts. Um, some would call us four boobs and a mic, and that would actually probably be fairly accurate. Um, we like to think of ourselves as four uh, distinguished, uh, intelligent, and unbelievably handsome board-certified plastic surgeons, and we would be accurate on only some of those uh, accounts. But what we are accurate on is that we are board-certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery, the real certifying board for plastic surgeons. Uh, And we are here to share our experience, the experience of our patients, um, and their stories with you. We are going to be answering questions as you provide them uh, and giving you really the internal view of what the whole world of plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery is about. So we can talk about whatever it is, ranging from um, recovery to, uh, you know, what are the downsides, what are the upsides, but there's so much more to it than that. There is what happens to people's lives. Uh, There are people that plastic surgery is absolutely wrong for, and we'd love to share those stories with you. Um, There's people that it's absolutely right for, and I think you're going to get a lot of that uh, because we have wonderful patients with those stories to share, and they want to talk about it. They have had such a good experience, a great experience in their life, something that the word you're going to hear often um, is transformation or life-changing. That's what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about having your life be better. Uh, So that's what we want to talk about and and hopefully help the people that it's right for find the right place and the people that it's wrong for make sure that you uh, you don't uh, show up here or anywhere. Because you know what? If you're not happy, we're not happy. And that's no way to go through life. So welcome once again. And uh, let's get this thing kicked off and start answering your questions and start giving you some information. All right, all right, all right. All right, here we have uh, Dr. Poindexter, Dr. Siegel at K. Uh, I just have been sitting in my office and Dr. Siegel came in all excited because here we are getting ready to start off with our new uh, set of podcasts. We have Kay, uh, who is now three months. Yes. Uh, three months came from surgery. She's ecstatic, I hear. Yes. Uh, which we are commonly fine, but uh, when we have somebody who was willing and wanting to talk about it, uh, great, fantastic. So take over, Dr. Siegel. Well, she came in with these pictures. It was like on a cruise or something? Yeah, I had pictures taken on oh the cruise. Oh my God, you were gorgeous. Well, so for, for everybody that's listening, how old are you? I mean, it's a number. That's okay. Give me a number. It's a number. It's not the number I tell anybody else, but since you actually know, it's right. 63. Okay, 63. And we've known each other for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and when you showed me this picture, what, three months ago we did um, a little facial work mm-hmm. and, and the arm lift, yes. the arm tightening procedure. Yeah. And you live in Florida. I live in right? Florida. So And down there, it's like, you know, you got to wear less than yeah. you wear here, and it kind of sucked. Well, it was it was something that I'd always been self-conscious about my whole life. And I really worked hard on losing weight and working out. And I got so thin that you could see my hip bones. My arms still were really fat and looked like old lady arms. 
what happens a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you gain weight, you lose weight, you lose it in a lot of places, but then the skin gets loose on the arm. Right. And so that's a matter of like it, it hung and it swung, and, it, and it's not really, um, it can be unattractive. To, you know, so to you did a full arm lift. You did, did a full arm lift, so yeah. So the incision down. Uh, to the elbow. To the elbow. Yeah. Okay. And how long ago was that? That was at the same time. It was at the very end of September. Uh, that was during September. the facelift. Yeah. Oh, during yeah. the facelift. So you had those things combined. Right. Yes. Which is, a lot of people don't understand that they can combine things. And we try and let them know. It's like, look, if you're coming in to talk about one thing, think about all the things you might want to do at that time. Right. Because people don't think about them. It's like, well, I can only do, yeah. Yeah, like, I do my eyes or I can only do my arm. But no, if it's not too much on somebody, you can actually do quite a, quite a bit. I, I, well, I figure if I'm going to recuperate, you know, let's get it all done at the same time. So how? So what was it like? Was the what was, talk, let's talk about the arms first for a second, then we'll get to the face. I mean, you used you used a couple of words describing what that was like for you. Like liberating was one. It was transformative because yeah. uh, it was something I'd always been self conscious about, and I had looked up on you know on the web plastic surgery, and I looked at some before and afters, and actually. My before and after is much, much more dramatic because I did lose a lot of weight, so I had a lot of skin hanging, and it just made me feel old and unattractive. Now, uh, I really sort of just am now feeling my own body, and when I try clothes on, I don't want to be like a total egotist, but I'm going, man, I can't believe how good I look, and I can't believe how good I feel. For people out there listening, and we're not video for this, which is is great in some aspect, because Dr. Siegel and I both have a a face made for for podcasts. (laughs) Face made for radio, (laughs) that's right. But Kay here, she's stylishly dressed, she's wearing a leather pants, she's got this beautiful uh, shirt with a, a metallic type button down the front. She's got a really modern haircut, which is nice and youthful. Beautiful and, red hair. Yeah, beautiful red hair. I mean, hair. dynamic, you know. And, and I'll tell you something. The, not, not only are, is the, are the facial... Can we find me a man while with this? Like, well, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the applications at Austin-Weston.com. <laughs> <Dash, laughs> right? Yeah, here in Weston, Virginia, but she's in Florida. So click the, yeah, click the K button. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> now the, uh, the, there is something more beautiful about you. And I don't know whether it's coming from inside or it's the stuff on the facial stuff that I did. I don't think it is. I think it's like you told me that people in are coming up to you and saying... Literally, this, this sounds, to tell anybody this, it sounds like, okay, this girl's really full of herself. But, uh, I mean, I always had people come up and say, oh, you have beautiful hair. You have, you know, your, I love your, your clothes or something like that. But this testimony that I'm getting unsolicited, and it's from men as well as women, and the women I don't think are hitting on me, but they come up and they go, you know, you're really a beautiful woman. You're very attractive. See, I would say they're responding to something that's inner in you that has now been transformed Absolutely. in a sense and they're responding to that of course you're attractive now but I mean and you were Tim before but there was something there's a spark in you now that people can relate to I made a goal in 2014 to change my to change my appearance to lose weight to get in shape and the plastic surgery was really just the end of that it was like that mm. was the icing on the cake okay you lost the weight now you get the skin hanging off of you and this year is now I, I look and feel the way I want to, and I'm really happy about that. And this year is about my spiritual transformation, learning to do things to be a better person. So, uh, Because it's not all about the looks. People like who you are because of the way you treat them, but uh, they don't talk to you unless they think you're attractive. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. The whole transformative thing is it's such a big word, you know, and, and it's all related. And the spiritual thing and the physical, I mean, it's... You know, Harvey used to say, "Front of the hand, back of the hand." It's, it's, uh, you know, they're different, 
but where exactly is the line between the two? You know, it's very hard to define. And yours has certainly shifted, so it's... Uh, yeah, and, the, and something that we've heard for years, and, and you talk about that, that people are attractive, they'll talk to you. Uh, one thing that people talked about in the past was they would uh, feel like they disappeared. Exactly. That, you know, it's like you're invisible. As we age, people don't look at you as much. You know, if people are not making conversation, they're not making eye contact, they're not looking at you, and you're used to that. Well, let's get straight. It's, it's not people, it's men. Men. Okay. Because <laughs> now, uh, like if I'm struggling with my luggage at the airport, uh, all of a sudden, people are coming to my side to open the door and help me. And that's simply because you have certain looks that society accepts, and now I have those. And it's also because I feel better about myself, because what I'm seeing is the way I feel. Yeah. They're coming to my side, too, but i got to pay them. So now we have to be, it's kind of like, well, if we go back to Star Wars, we'll be Obi-Wan Kenobi. But now that you've been given the power, you must use it wisely. Use it wisely. Use it for the force of good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're going to go do that. Thanks for coming to do yeah, it. My Thank pleasure. So That's All great. Right. Well, there you have it. She said the words that we've been hearing for years. Transformation. Life-changing. And she talked about how pretty people get more attention. That is something that we have heard a lot in the past. Is it fair? Is it right? Probably not. But does it happen? Yeah. Let's talk about it, guys. Okay, at this point, I have corralled Dr. Knotts and Dr. Weston to come in. And Dr. Siegel was so kind to share that time with Kay with us. And uh, I played a segment of... Uh, Kay's discussion uh, for uh, the partners here, and I just kind of want to get their ideas about what they heard, and also I know some uh, other stories, and there's one George was just explaining to me the other day or telling me about from his past that I think is a, another great example um, of this. So first I'm going to start with Chris. I'm going to put him on the line. He's, uh, you know, our newest partner, and, you know, I'll be honest, when we were looking to do some um, stuff about advertising or putting things out there a few weeks ago and there were companies then saying oh you talk about you know how it changes lives and I think you know that's really become just so done you know everybody talks about it and it's it's like really you know you think that's what we should talk about and then I start hearing these things and the truth is yeah you know it really can be transformative for for patients and just because everybody else is talking about it maybe in a very trite sense uh, doesn't mean we shouldn't really give it the respect that it deserves but Chris is new to us in uh, in the past two years and so you know your experience yeah. other places uh, have you seen this or do come on. well I think I think conceptually um, people will see it now it's not every single patient that has plastic surgery that you get to see it from um, but the ones that you do you really really remember and I think that people have kind of glommed on to that and they want to believe that, you know, everything can be transformative and they use it in a marketing term. Um, but when when you really do see someone that they are a different person or that the thing that used to bother them no longer bothers them anymore, it can be um, it can be extremely powerful. Like like Kay was saying there, um, she looks better, but there's something else, you know, deeper that, um, that she also has. And now, you know, for you, is there, is there been anything that uh, you say, hey, this uh, this bothers me? I know we talked and joked the other day, maybe on one of our other discussions about you, you know, getting some Botox or... 
Or well, I, I had my ears done um, when I was a resident, a plastic surgery resident. I had kind of ears that poked out up at the top, and they had bothered me since probably like junior high, you know, kind of when you become aware of your body and surroundings and stuff like that, and you're around peers and women and things. Um, and so it always bothered me, and I remember I would, I would look in the mirror, and I would press my ears back, and I would be like, if they could just be there, you know, just a little bit back on either one. doesn't even have to be perfect. I don't care if one's further back than the other one, just where they're not sticking out, where, like, I won't have to grow my hair out long. You know, I was like, a picture would be taken of me, and I'd always want to turn my head a little to the left, because that way you couldn't see how far my ears stuck out. Um, and I would like to say that after I had my surgery done, um... I was completely transformed, and I don't think I was mentally, um, I don't think I understood really what transformation is, but I will tell you, I never looked in the mirror again. I never had to look in there and worry about pushing my ears back or worry what photographs looked like, anything like that, um, because it was, you know, it, it was, I guess, transformative. But the key that I've, that I've seen, especially at this practice, is that preoperatively, um, the doctors will prepare people for that. And I think that's more powerful than afterward because afterward it's kind of hard to grasp like, oh yeah, I did do some things before that I didn't do now versus preoperatively. And, and I'll, I've started telling people this too when I'm seeing them in consultation. Imagine yourself in four months and how that person's going to be different. Yeah. And just spend a little time thinking about it. The um, There's actually some interesting science. It's not just what we think, but this has been studied. And we were lucky enough to be a part of that study many years ago and there's a thing called a healing narrative and this is from sociology it's not just medicine and it really has to do that there has to be the possibility for change if you don't speak the possibility if you don't allow that to come into being then it doesn't happen and what they found through studies not only of medicine here but in other countries is that you have this healing narrative basically a story of how you get better or how you change and if a practice is not willing to say that that's possible, or if a person's not willing to say, you know, yeah, you can change from this, then it removes that possibility and it's not going to happen. So you, you really have to kind of go through and allow the possibilities. And so we know to do that here. I want to uh, get Dr. Weston's input on this. It's really important for, for George to share with us his experience because he's been here doing this longer than any of us. So George, why don't you speak to it a little bit? You know, when I joined... Dr. Austin, he was absolutely into how do you help people change their lives. And we talked about transformations, and I'm, I'm still unable to predict people who are going to get a transformation. And by, by transformation, you know, like Chris just described his transformation, uh, some people speak of a transformation like in a spiritual or a religious uh, way, but... Uh, you know, I've had patients, and this is the way I would describe a transformation. And I, I can remember distinctly operating on a psychotherapist who was very in tune with her inner self, and I knew her very well. And so I actually sat down with her preoperatively and videotaped her. And I go, how do you think this is going to affect you? What do you think it's going to be like? What do you think you're going to get from cosmetic surgery? And and she says, you know, I'm not certain what's going to happen, and I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I'm expecting a transformation. I just don't know what exactly what it's going to be like. And so I operated on her, and so three months later, after doing her face and, and uh, facial rejuvenation, sat down with her, and I gave her her before and after photos, and I said, look at these. These are, these are your before photos, and 
tell me what it was like for you. Tell me how life is now and what's changed. And so she looked at her photographs and she put them down and she says, you know, I can't look at those. And I go, why? What, what do you mean? And she says, you know, that's no longer me. And I just can't look at that. And she says that, you know, in looking at those photographs, I used to think that I just didn't like the way I looked. And now in looking at those photographs, I realized that I was ashamed of the way I looked and the shame is now gone. Well, God, that brought me to tears almost. It was just it's such a transformation. If a patient goes from being ashamed of the way they look to liking the way they look, life changes tremendously. And so that's the kind of transformation that we're talking about. Some people don't get that. Yeah, yeah I got a couple of tingles there hearing you tell the story. But, you know, I've had cosmetic surgery. I've had my eyes done. I've had some liposuction, and, and I absolutely have loved, loved it. You know, I have bags under my eyes, and I look tired. And one of the things that cosmetic surgery does for you is it can remove the mask that tells lies about you. Eventually, what happens is our face and our body no longer accurately represents the way we feel inside about ourselves. And you look in the mirror, and either the bags under your eyes say that you're tired when you're not, or your downturned mouth corners say you're unhappy when you're not. And if you remove those false symbols that say those lies about us, what happens is it changes the misrepresentation that it is about you. It removes the mask so that your real inner self can be seen. And, and you know, our parents always told us, well, you know, it's inner beauty that's more important than outer beauty. But what they didn't understand or they didn't tell us is that they're connected. Inner beauty and outer beauty are absolutely connected some way. And we don't know exactly how cosmetic surgery works, but we know that it does work. And one of the best things I think that cosmetic surgery can do for you is it allows you to get your attention off of your appearance yeah. so that when you look yes. in the mirror, you don't focus on, on that body part or facial part that, that you hate. And you look in the mirror and you can go, I look pretty good. I can leave the house yeah. now. Mm -hmm. it, it, People have an inner conversation going. And that's what we find out a lot in, in removing these. We used to talk about signs or symbols like frowning. You know, Botox is great for the angry. People get that. It's like people say, I look angry, and they, that's the reason they get Botox. You know, it's a form of cosmetic medicine for a form of treatment. There's actually some studies that show that people who are depressed and get treated for those frowns, their level of depression goes down. Because but isn't that, that's so interesting. It's like if you turn up the corners of someone's mouth, okay, and they don't look unhappy anymore will they actually be happier and and the use of botox has shown that yes you will right. be happier if you don't have the symbol right. of unhappiness it, on your face it's it, amazing it's either the way that society interacts with you because you look different so society just treats you differently and therefore you feel different or it can actually be a biofeedback they think about your your body normally if you're mad or you frown or you turn your the corners of your mouth down or you scowl that's feedback to your body about what your mood is and so it's it's a loop and so there's a really a lot of interesting science there i mentioned one other thing kind of as we were in the transition intro about you know well is it right that we're treated you know that pretty people or younger people are treated better and i say well you know seems not right and i remember a conversation i had with dr austin many years ago and it's like well you know really it'd be better if people didn't need cosmetic surgery isn't that true and he's like Shh, you know that's kind of the secret absolutely it's true you know we would love it if 
aging gracefully and all these things really happened and uh, and people were recognized for just who they were inside not how they looked outside but that's not the experience that we have in the world and I looked at it from other aspects too about you know what there's a certain appreciation for beauty like I like certain flowers that look really pretty you know it's just there's some there's an attraction to the faces of babies there are some things that you naturally have um, something that draws people to them so you know, we can we can sometimes get too politically correct and high and mighty saying, oh, we just don't, you know, I wish I didn't have to do what I have to do because it just doesn't seem right. But actually, we don't know. You know have Dr. You, have you seen the studies where they, they put a baby in the arms of different people and, and the baby smiles more when placed in the arms of someone who is attractive versus unattractive? And the baby, that's innate. Yeah, these they, are cues that you're, you're born with them. You're born, born with them, with and, them yeah. and, and you, you can't disguise that a, one. I was not aware of that one. I was aware of the studies um, because when I was in college, I was a psychology major along with my chemistry major, and the studies that came about that time that showed that people who were rated more attractive on a scale uh, got paid more they, if they were put into mock situations about uh, jail time for a crime, they got less uh, yes. or lighter sentences than people who were not attractive. Uh, and so at the adult level, I had seen those studies. I hadn't seen it, the innate one with uh, children. So. Yes. Cool. Well, you know, I think that more powerful even than us talking about it are going to be the stories that we get from patients more like Kay uh, and others. So you can look forward to hearing those uh, here on one of our upcoming podcasts. And now I'd really like to encourage questions um, from you. So go to www.austin-weston.com with questions for Dr. Siegel, Dr. Weston, Dr. Knotts, myself. Uh, and maybe we can even get a call in uh, at some point. But you can go right there to the website, see our before and afters, but on uh, the link where you can contact us, send in a question, say you'd like to hear an episode of one of the podcasts about that, and that would be fantastic. And we'll try and get more and more patients to come in and share their stories. Well, Plastic Surgery Nation friends, this is pretty fun for us. We've got the surgery thing down, and I think we're going to do nothing but get better and better at this. So we will be back here with you soon.